Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Welcome to Ascent Radio. You're listening to Dr. Kevin Coughlin. This information can be found on Ascent-Dental-Solutions. And again, my name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Before we begin this podcast, I'd like to give special thanks to Mr. Doug Foresta. His company, Stand Out and Be Heard, uh, could not uh, have helped me more in establishing these uh, podcasts. Uh, special thanks to Mr. Foresta and his company, and we hope that you enjoy, I believe, our 60th podcast uh, over the last 12 months. Recently, we did a webinar. That webinar uh, was about a 60-minute webinar, and it was a focus on the retention and the nurturing of your existing patient base. And today, because of uh, the incredible response and enormous amount of uh, questions, I thought we would dedicate today's podcast to retaining or the retention of existing patients. So over the next 20 minutes, I'm going to try to address some of the questions that came up during the webinar that unfortunately we didn't have time to address. I just want to briefly give some information. We all talk about marketing. We all talk about establishing new lines of communication and improving our patient base. I think it goes without saying that most uh, practice management gurus would suggest that we need to replenish our existing patient base every three to five years. There are a variety of reasons for that, but people are relocating. People are much more mobile today. So you do need an internal and external marketing plan to constantly replenish your patient base. But all of us should realize that there's a cost 
to establishing new patients. I'd estimate that cost, depending on your marketplace, anywhere from $250 to $400 to establish a new patient. So common sense tells us if we can retain our existing patients, it is a much more cost-effective and a much better strategy in most cases. So without any uh, further delay, uh, the first question that was posed to me is as follows. Oh, sorry. Hi, Dr. Coughlin. Uh, this is Doug Foresta. So um, the first question people had is, first of all, the question of tracking and how do you even know, you know, what processes and systems do you have to have in place in order to really understand whether you are retaining clients as you should or you're losing too many clients? Well, with the advent of computers, I would say that there isn't a software that I'm aware of that doesn't allow us to track our existing patients. Some things that have been helpful in my 34-year career and the establishing of 14 general dental practice is as follows. It is critical when the phone rings that your scheduling coordinator, your front desk uh, team members understand that you have to know how the patient has been contacted. How did they find a your practice? How did they locate your organization? Was it through the internet? What aspect of the internet? Was it through external or internal marketing? Was it through direct referrals? So generally, the categories that we have in our organization is newspaper. And then under newspaper, what actual newspaper? Was it the New York Times? Was it the Wall Street Journal? Was it your local paper? Underneath that, it's magazines. Uh, which magazine, which article in the magazine attracted you to make the call? After that, it's radio. What particular radio station were you listening to so that we can track our marketing external and internal? The next category is television. Is it local TV or is it cable? After that, it is insurance companies. Which insurance companies are patients looking to and turning to for office information to schedule appointments? After that category, we look at a variety of a hodgepodge of various categories, which I'm just going to put down is miscellaneous. And last but not least, patient referral which tends to be the best and most solid referral. Mr. or Mrs. Smith has mentioned your name or your organization, and they're coming to your office because of a direct, consistent referral. It is critical that your team be set up with these categories to track so you know that the dollars that you're spending is giving you a good return on investment. Today's focus, however, is the patients that are existing patients. How do we maintain them? How do we keep them in the organization as long as possible? And I developed the acronym RETENTION, R-E-N, excuse me, R-E-T-E-N-T-I-O-N. The R stands for relation building. The E stands for education. The T stands for trust. The E stands for energy. The N stands for negotiation. The T stands for teamwork. 
The I stands for information. The O stands for organization. The N stands for neighborhood. And when you sum it all up, the S will always stand for patient satisfaction. So I hope I answered that question, Doug, in a roundabout way about tracking your existing patients. Where are they coming from and why are they coming from? I heard a speaker once say that when you look into the individual's mouth, they're a patient, but everything outside of that patient's oral cavity, they're a guest and they're basically not a patient but they're a purchaser. They're someone who's looking and searching for the best care and best service. And many times in the healthcare profession, we focus in on people as patients rather than people as guests. And once you start recognizing the difference between both, I think you'll find that you'll start retaining your patients longer and your direct referrals will increase. Uh, another question that we had was about, you mentioned about team building. You talked about that in the webinar. And one question people had was, do you have any insights or tips about how to motivate your team to, um, how to motivate your team to get excited about patient retention, you know, to get, to, to be, to buy in? Well, as a general uh, view, I believe that motivation focuses around significant motivating factors. One motivating factor is you could create fear in your team. They could lose their job. They could be demoted. You could decrease their hourly or salary. Fear is an enormous motivator. However, I think most experts would tell you that when it comes to team building, fear is probably one of the worst motivators that are available. The next thing that you can use as a motivator is trust. You want your team to trust you. They, you want your team to understand the direction that you're going, the reason you're going in that direction, and it's paramount that your team must feel 100% committed that you're doing these things not for the pure motivation of income, but you're doing it because you believe they're the right things to do. You're offering the best level of care the best level of service, and you're doing it not purely for financial reasons, but because it's simply the right thing to do. How you get these team members to buy into this specific strategy is critical of leadership. And I believe all good leadership starts with excellent communication. I've been involved with individuals who'd like to call themselves leaders, who think of themselves as leaders, but in my opinion, are horrible communicators. They don't talk to this team. They don't talk to their staff. They don't talk to their patients. They regurgitate information. They expect people to understand this information, but they don't know how to communicate that information in an effective way to get good or excellent results. So what you're looking for, whether you're trying to sell something, educate someone or something, the key is you have to create the right motivator. And we talked a little bit in the seminar about 
the personalities of the people you're trying to motivate. And I discussed the DISC, D-I-S-C, where it's understanding that most people will fall into four major categories of personalities. The D for dominant, the I for influential, the S for steadiness, and the C for conscientious. When you understand the people or person you're trying to motivate and the most dominant trait in their personality, it will help you to communicate better with those individuals and motivate those individuals to the goals and aspirations that you expect for your organization and your team members. Uh, Next question we had was about, you know, if I look at these processes and procedures and I realize I am losing too many too many patients, how can I start to figure out what the factors are? How can I start to diagnose what the problem is, why I'm losing, uh, why do I have such uh, patient ret- uh, problems with patient retention? Over and over again, uh, when I view not just my own organization, but other organizations, all of the dentists and healthcare professionals listening to this podcast, on a daily or weekly uh event will have a patient call the office and ask that their records be transferred. Typically, in my experience, patients ask for their records to be transferred because of one of the following reasons. Number one, it's dissatisfaction. They're unhappy with the suggestions and recommendations. They're unhappy with the fees associated with the service. And ultimately, what they're saying is you are unable to build the BLT. That patient doesn't believe, like, or trust you, your team members, or your organization. The second reason that people ask is they're simply relocating. They're moving out of the area. And most front desk coordinators would simply say Mr. and Mrs. Smith are moving and they don't have the acumen or business expertise to determine why are they moving out of the area because that can provide a wealth of information. As people move from an area, are they moving because they don't feel the area is safe? Are they moving because the school systems aren't as good as they hoped? Are they moving because of medical reasons? Are they moving because of weather, financial reasons? But it's critical that you have to understand why your patient is leaving the office. In our organization, no chart leaves the office without my initials and signature. I first want to make sure that the chart is correct and complete. In our case, we do charge our patients a $30 fee to accumulate their records and send them out in a professional manner. But one, more importantly, that the records are correct and organized. I want to understand that the front desk team fully followed the correct process and procedures, and they understand why Mr. and Mrs. Smith are leaving. When you understand why Mr. and Mrs. Mr. Smith are leaving, you can create a flowchart, a, a, a database of indications. So, for example, in my many locations and practices, I found in one office people were leaving, uh, in my opinion, in an excessive manner. And over and over again, it appeared that it was the same reason. 
and it was a delay in care and treatment. They were constantly waiting for the doctor to provide care. The doctor was constantly behind schedule. That information prompted us to make suggestions and recommendations to uh, circumvent those problems. And basically what it was is the doctor was trying to do too much in too short a time. They were getting behind schedule, and that was creating the entire organization to be behind schedule. That was upsetting our busy uh, patient base. And most patients will forgive uh, a tardiness or being late on one or two occasions. But when it's consistent, it's demeaning to your team members and it's inappropriate behavior towards your guests or patients. So the point of this is understanding the information and data. And my experience and expertise tells me that most of the offices that I've been involved with and I've reviewed, they don't even know why the patient is leaving. Unfortunately, in many cases, they don't even know the patient left. And that's because they don't have the proper processes and procedures in place to track why patients are coming in the first place and why they're leaving in the second place. And then they fail to take the correct action steps to circumvent these problems and make improvements so that they'll see their tracking records improve. So uh, last question for you uh, is people have a question about acquired practices. And what is a realistic expectation for uh, retaining patients from a, a practice that maybe has been bought from another dentist who's not staying on in that practice? Well, I could tell you there's really only two choices. You buy an existing practice or you establish a de novo practice, which means you just go out on your own and open it up. After 34 years in this profession, I can tell you that statistically, when you buy an existing practice, you're going to lose close to 50% of the clientele. Why is that? The number one reason is patients have been thinking about leaving that dentist and going to a friend or uh, an established practice that friends and relatives may already be going, but purely out of loyalty, they stay with that existing practice. Once they understand that the practice is being uh, transferred to another owner, many times between 40 and 50% will jump ship. The processes and procedures to reduce that, to increase your patient retention, is if at all possible, retain the team of the practice that you're purchasing as long as appropriate and possible. That may not always be... uh, realistic, but people go to where they're comfortable and who they're familiar with. And when you go in and you disrupt an entire team, I can tell you that you're going to see that patient base as much as 60 or 70% be lost. The next step is understand that patients are used to their insurances covering certain procedures. And many times when I see a new acquisition, the first thing that new doctor does is they eliminate some of the insurance carriers because they're unhappy with the contract and they're unhappy with reimbursement. I would strongly recommend let them come to your restaurant, let them test the food, let them see and meet the chef and give them the opportunity for you to build up the BLT, the Believe, Like, and Trust, and that will significantly increase 
your retention. And I cannot emphasize that because most of you listening to this podcast understand that the purchase price for the practice is basically based on goodwill. Really what goodwill is, is the patient base. So if you're paying X for the practice and you're losing 50 or 60% of your patient base, then you overpaid by 100%. It's a bad investment. It's silly. And you should take the correct processes and procedures to make sure that you're doing everything in your power to retain this patient base. And perhaps one of the single largest ways to uh, continue to retain that patient base is the doctor you're purchasing from, if at all possible, retain that doctor for at least 12 months, if possible. There's no better recommendation than the doctor who's already developed the believe, like, and trust with their clientele to introduce you as the new uh, owner or new associate or some combination of associate and owner. It brings an enormous amount of validity and trust to you as that new owner. And I think that goes a long way in holding on to that existing patient base. For this information and additional information, please don't hesitate to contact Ascent-Dental-Solutions. You've been listening to Ascent Radio. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and my special thanks to Mr. Doug Foresta and his expertise in developing and producing these webinars and podcasts. His company is Stand Out and Be Heard. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to talking to you in the near future. I hope we were able to answer your questions, and we look forward to speaking in the near future. is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.